Welcome to Small Talks, where we have small talks about a big God. I'm Crystal. Let's talk. I played tennis many years growing up, and there's a term used in tennis called no man's land. It is the area of the tennis court about midway between the net and the baseline. And many coaches and tennis experts caution players from standing in this region because it is the region of the court that is considered the least effective position. It makes sense when you think about it because you're kind of in the middle of the court. You're not intentionally at the net, so you can't play your net game, and you're not intentionally at the baseline, so you can't play your long game. So you're on the court in the game, but you're not producing much fruit from that place. You're not winning games or being victorious in that position. You're standing in a place where you are the least useful and productive. Well, there's a place where you can find yourself spiritually that can bring similar results. It's not called no man's land, but the Bible calls it being lukewarm. We see this term being used in Revelation chapter 3. In this devotional, we're going to take a look at verses 15 and 16. We're actually going to read a portion of a letter written by John. And though John is the author, he's not the speaker, all right? See, John had a vision and was instructed by Jesus to write everything he saw. He literally wrote the words of Jesus. So Jesus is speaking. And if you had an old school Bible, the words would be in red because these are the literal words of Jesus. So who is Jesus speaking to? Well, this letter is addressed to a church called Laodicea. So Jesus is speaking to Christians. So with that in mind, let's read verses 15 and 16. I know your deeds, that you are neither cold nor hot. I wish you were either one or the other. So, because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I am about to spit you out of my mouth. All right, what in the world is Jesus referring to? You see all these temperatures, hot, cold, lukewarm. What does that actually mean? Well, when the church of Laodicea heard those words, you are neither cold nor hot, you are lukewarm. They knew exactly what he was talking about. See, the city of Laodicea was a city known for having poor water supply. The good thing was that it was positioned in the middle of two cities that had wonderful source of water. So they borrowed water from each city. One city would supply cold, refreshing water, and the other would supply the hot, healing, medicinal water. However, when the water finally traveled from their respective locations and arrived to Laodicea, it was warm, it was lukewarm, neither cold nor hot. The water was lukewarm and impure. It was not useful. It made people want to vomit when they tried to drink it. So somehow, somewhere, the spiritual state of this group of believers became lukewarm. Essentially, just like their water was not useful, they had become ineffective Christians, bearing little to no fruit. They've become apathetic, maybe. Uh, they lost their appetite and passion and zeal for Christ. They became indifferent to the things of God, complacent and lazy in their pursuit of God. They've become ish, on fire-ish, committed-ish, faithful-ish to God, fervent-ish in their prayer life, loving-ish, grateful-ish. Does that characterize your walk with Christ? Have you lost your passion for God? Have you become lethargic in your walk? 
I'm guilty of finding myself here. And not too long ago, what motivated me to write this devotional was that God called me lazy. I'm now realizing that the pandemic got me out of going to church regularly in person. And I thought it was cool watching it on TV, listening to the sermons while folding my clothes and cooking breakfast. I had no idea how much fellowshipping with other believers, listening to the sermon with undivided attention and worshiping corporately contribute to my relationship with God. So because of this, I made a commitment that I was going to attend church in person every Sunday, no excuses. The church that God called us to attend is about 36 miles away from home. It takes approximately 36 minutes to get there. And I was driving to church one Sunday and I was passing up all of these churches and I was getting kind of irritated and I started complaining. And I was like, Lord, why would you call us to a church that is so far? Uh, look at all these churches that I'm passing just down the street. I was complaining. I had to drive all this way and pay toll money to get there. And y'all know gas isn't cheap. And God cut me off. I didn't even get to finish complaining. He said, you are lazy. You have gotten too comfortable. And anything that requires a little sacrifice, anything that may cost you just a little bit, whether it's waking up early for a devotion or fasting or anything that's a little inconvenient, you got a problem with it. And the Holy Spirit convicted me so. And I realized that this was a recipe for a lukewarm relationship with God. And look, as Christians, we are constantly fighting to stay out of this lukewarm category. Because here's the deal. Here's what I learned that if you're not intentionally pursuing God, you are drifting and you will eventually find yourself in this lukewarm category. My husband and I, we got married on August 2nd and we were passionate, on fire, in love with one another. What if we decided that on August 2nd, in 2014, we would never do anything to cultivate our marriage? How would you define our relationship? Probably not the best, right? We probably would have drifted apart we're still married, but distant. Still married, but not bearing much fruit. Still married, but not fulfilling God's divine calling in our marriage. And some of our relationships with God can look like this. We still got the ring on. We're still in relationship with God, but it's dry, fruitless, lacking passion and zeal. So where are you with this? Do you need to confess to God that you've been living in this lukewarm state? Do you need to make a decision to commit fully to God and pursue Him with passion? And whatever that means for you. Maybe for some, it's getting back out and going to church regularly, in person. Maybe for some of you, that means waking up early and being serious with your devotion and your prayer life. Whatever it is. Think about what is one small step that you can take to pursue and love God with your heart, mind, soul, and strength.